0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I'm talking about nine wise ways that you can work with your panic attacks. Now, if you have anxiety attacks or panic attacks or anxiety, panic attacks, whatever you want to call them, you know what I'm talking about, those dreadful feelings that come up and the intensity of them. And I want you to start looking at them as things that you can work with instead of things that you have to run away from or be afraid of. So when we think about panic attacks, I want you to also remember that they're common, but the intensity of the symptoms make them feel totally unnerving. It's good to know that with proper ways of working with them and actually understanding them can reduce or even eliminate the discomfort that you are increasing as you fear them. What I mean by that is, of course, it's an uncomfortable and intense feeling, but it's made worse by your fear of it or your need to run away from it. So that's what I mean when I say we can work with them, and especially work with them by understanding them. So let's look a little bit at some facts about panic attacks, and then learn how we can use some wise ways to work with them. First off, understand the symptoms. Panic attacks affect your mind and your body. You're likely to feel afraid, totally fearful, and out of control. At the same time, your heart starts to race and you have difficulty breathing. You may be breathing too fast. You may think that you can't take a breath. You may be sweating. You may be shaking. You could feel sick to your stomach, have chills, hot flashes. Notice how we can go to all extremes here. Those are typical things that happen. You'll have your own symptoms and sensations And remember, they may change over time. So just be ready for any of those uncomfortable and unnerving feelings. The next thing is I want you to examine the causes. You know, researchers are still studying the real causation of the, quote, panic attack. But there are some great theories out there. Some things are pointing to things such as family history of substance abuse or of abuse, of trauma can make you more prone to having panic attacks. It doesn't mean that you will have them. It means that you may be more prone to having them. You may have personal triggers also that lead up to an anxiety attack or a panic attack. Stress is cumulative if we don't deal with it and we're layering on more and more. And on the other hand, you may suddenly feel that the tension or the stress that led up to the panic attack is unrelated to any real external event. This happens all the time because we also carry stress in our subconscious, in the unconscious parts. We're not thinking always. We're not cognizant of the stress that is carrying in our mind and body. So it can feel like it came out of the blue. And next I want you to let go of your assumptions. And clearing up a couple of myths about panic attacks will make them a little bit easier to handle. So, you may be thinking that you're having a heart attack or another serious issue. Panic attacks in and of themselves do not pose any significant threat to your body. And another assumption, is the idea that you can't think, but you are still capable of making rational decisions, even though you are feeling totally out of control and stressed. So you can let go of both those physical and mental assumptions that we have that are not quite right. So you're not going to die physically from having a panic attack. And you can still make rational decisions, even though it doesn't feel like you can. And you probably don't want to because you're thinking about your mind and body being out of control, but you can, you are still functioning is the point. Next, I want you to know that there are very many people who get over having panic attacks, having what we call anxiety. You may be able to find all the help that you need in a book or on a podcast or an online course, or you may be someone who has jumped in with a coach or a therapist. These are all ways of learning how to deal with it. But I want you to understand that people successfully are treated and The anxiety panic is not a life sentence. Many people have had it in the past, and I include myself here, and have gone on to live lives without panic attacks, without living down the wormhole with anxiety on a regular basis. I don't even go down the wormhole anymore, and you don't have to either. I still have stress, I still have anxious moments, and you will too, but we don't live with anxiety or panic. code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now, as promised, I have wise ways that you can work with your panic attacks. So let's get into that. I first wanted to start with a quote from Stephen Hayes, and he says, if you always do what you've always done, you'll get what you always got. And this is so important if you are struggling with stress and anxiety and panic attacks, because you have to change what you're doing. You have to change some things in your life. And that may not feel like something you're really up for or ready for, but this is how we get through to the other side. We make some changes. So as promised, I have, yes, nine of them here. And the first one I wanted to start with is for you to talk to your doctor, your healthcare practitioner, whoever that might be, visit with them talk to them on the phone, have a zoom meeting with them, whatever, but they can help you to rule out and have ease of mind over any physical causes that may be making you feel the way you are. I'm not a doctor. I'm not here to tell you that your symptom is this, or it's caused by that. You can have those things checked out with your healthcare provider and get any recommendations for a course of treatment for the physical thing that needs to be taken care of. Not everything is caused by anxiety and anxiety doesn't cause everything. So we have to rule out any physical medical reason for your symptoms or sensations. Easy peasy, just do it. And then you can just concentrate when you get a clean bill of health on your stress levels. The second thing is to consider working with a coach or a therapist. There are so many different kinds of support that you can get, and you'll learn through working with someone to spot your stress triggers and to be able to respond to them more constructively, because this will be very specific to you, your life, your goals, your problem areas, and it can be very helpful. Again, it's not something you need to do for the rest of your life, but you may want to spend some time one-on-one with a coach or a therapist. The next one that I have for you is to breathe. Now we talk about breath here a lot, but skillful breathing soothes a lot of stress. Practice breathing deeper, meaning relaxing your belly. You actually don't have to force it if you just relax your belly, your abdomen, and then let the air rise up into your chest and then you can release it. And the place to put most of your effort and your attention is on your exhale. The exhale is the part of our breath that is connected to our parasympathetic nervous system Side, which is our peace and calm side, and our inhalation is where we get energized and ready to go. So, when we are wanting to be running or exerting ourselves, obviously we're concentrating on our inhalations, they become deeper, they become faster. They're not calmly exhaling, we're exhaling quickly so we can inhale again. Now, when we want to reduce our anxiety and work with our panic attacks, we want to focus on the exhale, have it be longer and slower. Just get used to that. That is a definite message to your amygdala that you are actually okay and it can stand down. You can do this with counting numbers, If that is something that makes you feel more comfortable, I find for most people when they are in the midst of panic or anxiety, they are not thinking so clearly about the numbers that they wanted to do. Many people remember parts of different ways of breathing. So just concentrate on a longer, slower exhale. It can be very effective in reducing the fight or flight reaction the next thing i have for you is to expose yourself gently here and there to discomfort so when we try to avoid difficult situations we often make our anxiety worse because we miss the opportunity to witness our strengths and learn valuable lessons and we Make our world smaller and smaller as we go. So turn the cycle around, starting with small steps. Learn to be okay with discomfort. It is crucial in your healing and your overcoming your anxiety panic. Now, I don't mean to go and put yourself in a traumatic situation, and everybody's trauma triggers are different, but you can expose yourself slowly to small things that can help you to remember that you are strong, that you can handle little bits of discomfort. And this can be working your way up, to getting through some places or doing some things that you don't like to do because you once had a panic attack, perhaps in a store or driving or flying or with certain people or events, you can move into those slowly by exposing yourself to small discomforts and remembering how strong you are. And it can be something that is totally not related to your trauma triggers and your anxiety, panic triggers, such as taking a cold shower. If you have never done them, you could take a 30 second cold blast of the shower as you finish up in the shower there. That can be a very uncomfortable feeling, but you teach yourself that this is discomfort, but I am still safe. Cold water from a shower will not kill you. That's why we don't do this with hot water, which is also uncomfortable because you can hurt yourself, but you're not going to hurt yourself with cold water from the shower. But boy, if you are not accustomed to it, is it uncomfortable. That's a simple way to begin to expose yourself to discomfort. And I bet you can come up with a bunch of different ways that are uncomfortable for you in life that you could ease yourself into. And I'd love to hear from you. If you end up doing this, tell me what you were working on. I would love to share it with other people. The next one I have is I want you to wait, wait 10 minutes panic attacks feel eternal, but they actually last for only about 10 minutes. They always rise and fall. No one has ever gone into a panic attack and stayed there forever. I do admit it feels like forever. It does feel eternal, but it is not. So reassure yourself that it will be over soon. You have survived all the other panic attacks you've had, and you will survive this one too. You can remember one of the favorite words out of our group is, this too shall pass. The next one I have for you is a little bit different. I want you to watch what you eat. Your diet contributes vastly to your well-being. Nutritious whole foods that stabilize things such as your blood sugar, can make you feel calmer. And on the other side of the coin, things like alcohol and caffeine, which are totally legal, normal, people have them in their lives all the time. They can aggravate your anxiety. I know this firsthand. And if I have not told you recently, many people's entryway into anxiety, it has come from alcohol, from the day after the event, through a hangover, through the inability to sleep and get the correct rest. There are many people that have entered through alcohol and obviously through caffeine. We talk about this a lot here, so I won't get into it, but do pay attention to your sugars, to your artificial food colorings, to the things that in Foods that you eat, could they be contributing to you having a trigger inside you? If you are allergic to them or intolerant to certain foods, that will trigger a stress in your body. See if what you are eating could be contributing to your stress levels. The next one is to exercise. Physical activity is one of the best remedies for dealing with panic attacks. If you can move, you can burn off some of that unbridled energy that is surging through your body. So exercise regularly beforehand, but if you're stuck in a panic attack, you can also move, do it. Like I said, when that energy is racing through you, but also be sure to do Exercise on a regular enough basis so that you are eliminating smaller stresses all the time. Exercise increases our ability to breathe deeply and it releases stress and tension. It's really a gift. Next, I want you to seek support. And I mean from family, friends, co-workers. They may have trouble understanding what your needs are if they are unfamiliar with panic attacks. So look for a support group where you can ask questions and actually support others and send your family and friends and coworkers to this show. If you think that they would do well to understand by hearing what we talk about here, it can be helpful. It has worked for many people have told me they have sent their family, friends, or coworkers to listen to the show and they have learned so much so that they can support the person that sent them here. You know, helping others yourself can also speed up your healing. If you know somebody who has anxiety or panic and you want to share with them some of the things you've learned here or that you have mastered on your own, please do that. That helps you. And finally, I want you to remember that there is no need for the fear that the panic will go on forever. That fear that we have at the time makes more fuel on that panic fire. Remember that panic always ends. So you don't want to be feeding the anxious fire. And by not feeding the anxious fire, we're able to let it burn out more easily let it burn out. I hope this show has been helpful for you. And I hope that if you have someone in your life that could benefit, that you will share the show with them. And now for today's quote. If you always do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. And that's from Stephen Hayes.